0: Hello, my name is Bingao Ogunleye, the host of the Rejoicing Family podcast. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. We are the First Square Gospel Church Birmingham, and here we discuss daily Christian living, how to build a relationship with God, how to show God in our relationship with others, money, health, business, work, and how to show God's work and nature in all that we do. Please listen, follow, share. Comment and ask us questions via our Instagram page at tra.podcast. God bless you. Hi everyone, good afternoon, good afternoon. and welcome to our amazing edition of the Rejoicing Family Podcast. Hi. Hello Hi Hello Hi, hi hi. Are you happy to be here today?
1: Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. I'm buzzing. Ah, uh, great, 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 great. My name is Benga Ogunleye. I'm your host. Um, and I have three panelists with me here today. I'll let them go, tell them, tell tell you your, their names, what they do, and a fun fact about them. Right.
2: Hello, everyone. Um, I am Ifeza Um People call me Lord Rafson. Um My background, professionally, I am a social worker, and um, what do I like to do for fun? Basically, it happens that I write poems, um, only when the condition is uh, conducive. <laughs> I find that yeah, funny. Yeah, you know, if uh, if the if the situation around me were asked me to just write something down, yeah, I go with deep thought and I write something down. Thank you. That's brilliant. Anyone published yet? I've got some kind of collection. Uh, I got like a manuscript, but it's, it's fine, it's just in my personal collection. Oh,
0: really. oh, good, great, great. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh let's get on to the next panelist.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Yemi. I'm an accountant, and a fun fact is I love mental maps.
0: Wow. Mm. We're we'll not be testing that today, are we? No. All right. <laughs> let's get on with the last panelist for today.
3: Uh hi everyone, my name is Isaac. Uh, I'm in IT, and I am an asymmetric triplet.
0: What does that mean? Uh, I
3: have two servants, and we're all born on the same day, same month, all different years.
0: Are you serious? That's interesting. (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. It's not easy. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Wonderful people. So those are the panelists that you'll be hearing their voices on today's topic, which I'll introduce now. Um, from the book of Psalm 23, verse 4. Our topic is walking in the valley of the shadow of death. And that's taken from Psalm 23, verse 4, where David said, let me read now in King James Version. says, "Yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. That's our topic. Walking in the valley of the shadow of death. Are you excited to talk about this?
1: Yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> uh,
0: so is it exciting to talk about Valley of the Shadow of Death or to experience it? Which one is more exciting now? To talk about, <laughs> yeah, it. Just talk about it. Oh, just talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Lovely. Yeah, so who's going first now? What does it mean to walk in the valley of the shadow of death? And I mean practically probably with life examples
3: I think it's going through problems going through difficulties um, I think the imagery of the valley of the shadow of death from David's point of view he was a warlord so he was always fighting death with one war here or the other uh, I haven't been to any wars recently so I don't I wouldn't say I'm walking in any shadow of death but there are valleys of sh- and, you know that we all walk through And the main point is to fear no evil. All
0: right, all right. Um, Lord Raphson, are you happy to
2: to weigh in on what it means to walk in the valley of shadow of death? Uh, Basically, um, walking um, through or in the valley of the shadow of death is just like uh, some situations in life, and everyone has got to walk through it. At one point or the other really um, anything that in any situation that does not really um, like not not what we call like a normal thing that we can actually express ourselves really you know like makes us feel uncomfortable um, but they are deeper than you know each experience is different they differ and then some are darker than than others but what I just want to say is this you know when when David mentioned it uh, if we read the verses that precede that particular part, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. So basically, he knows he's walking through it, but the Lord is with him all the way. Thank you.
0: All right, all right. Thank you for that. Um, Yami, are you, are you happy to also talk about this walking in the valley of the shadow of death? I need someone to to let us know why is it a valley, really? I mean, scientifically, a valley is a, is a low land between two islands, isn't it? And then it's got a shadow of death in it. Um, do, we, do we face this?
1: Um, I think for me, I would see it as, like, just going through, like, a dark time. Or when I think of, like, the shadow of death, you just think darkness. So just going through, like, a dark place in whatever form that is. So, like you said, like, just... I just imagine, like, a dark tunnel... And having to like walk through it. And that could come in like different forms in whatever stage of your life, like just going through something that's not exactly palatable or something that's not exactly normal and having to deal with that, that's what that's the way I would explain it.
3: The I think the imagery of the Valley of Shadow of Death is is more based around war. So in war there are a few things that you try to stay away from now, one is a choke point, and the other is a valley. Because if you're in a valley, it's one way in, one way out. And two, if the opposing army have the highland, they can literally fire arrows, and it's, it's a literally a death passageway through there. So everyone tries to avoid it. So, with David, it's actually a war terminology where whilst you're walking through that bit, there is no way out, only God can see you through. Because even a small army can conquer. A massive army as far as they've got the high ground and visibility the guys in the valleys can't do anything you can't show upwards to attack them you're literally left to your enemies until you get out and that's if they don't block the entrance or the exit you can't turn around because you're an army there's loads of people behind you so the only way is to run through as fast as possible so it's literally a death march so when he's speaking about God it's more practical to him because if God is not with him, he will not survive walking through there. I think the other aspect of walking through the valley of shadow is the powerlessness you have. Hence, it's more of because God is with him, he's not afraid. If the situation where he's got, he feels powerful or, you know, he would believe in his own power, but it's a situation where there's nothing I can do. I'm left to God to be the only one who can protect me but because God is with me I will not be afraid even though I am powerless in this situation.
0: Thank you. Thank you Isaac. Thank you Isaac. Um so you've mentioned the the soldier, the war era uh, in David's time. This is 2023 now. Today do we face any valley of the shadow of death as
2: Christians? Right. Okay, um when you talk about the valley of shadow of death, um, that place is very dark. You know, you can imagine a valley mountain on the other side, mountain on the other side. so it's kind of covering all the rays of light and everything. So it's a dark place, deepest darkness you experience there. and um i've I've heard so many conversations in in um, in, 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 uh, in, uh, in life today, really, when you talk to people, they talk about um my darkest moment. When I was in the dark um uh, my l- when i when I was in my lowest you know all those lowest like say for example, if you have a kind of a condition um probably depression or um or anything whatsoever mental health or physical health, you know you could feel so low right to the point that you don't seem to see any way out, okay mm. you mm. feel like you are just going deeper and deeper and deeper sinking more in that situation and that is what is you know contemporarily speaking the valley of shadow of death
0: all right i'm just trying to paint a few a few um pictures in my head now i imagine that i probably i'm in an aircraft and the pilot says hello guys i've got bad news we've lost an engine Um, our fuel can land us safely um guys prepare for the worst. does that sound like a valley of the shadow of death it,
2: you know that's when when david well according to scholars and they, you know bible scholars it's basically it's a figurative um expression all right i think if you feel if you're no one no one prays to be in that situation you know like in a plane and they, you know everything's just going uh pear-shaped and you know the the, terbul- the turbulence and everything i think in that that moment right it's something that you cannot control there is nothing you can do okay. to actually save or to salvage the situation except either you pray or the the pilot has like a control because you you're not controlling that and anyway. you
0: magically just land
2: X whatever it is so at that moment okay at that point I'll call it a chaos really it's a chaotic moment like you don't know what the outcome might be but what you could pray for do you not have like an undesirable outcome at the end of it so calling it a, calling it um a valley of shadow of death, you walk through that anyway. It's your experience. Right? It's your personal experience. What you feel at that point, you only can explain it. You may not even find a word to explain it anyway. So if you call it your valley of shadow of death, so be it for you. Because right. only you can understand it.
0: So by your 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 interpretation of this is just to say that A very unpleasant unpalatable situation that a a child of God or anyone finds in ourselves is is literally the valley of the shadow of death that no one looks forward to 100% Hmm. okay you know because 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 in the in the context of this of this story in Psalms 23 it started to tell us that God is my shepherd that means I'm a sheep. I'm speaking for David now in his mind. For him to say God is my own shepherd, he agrees to possibly be a sheep, and then he goes on to say in verse two that he, he, he leads me, he, he, he puts me in the middle of. Okay, I think I should not read it now so that I don't I don't quote out of hand. Um, it makes me to lie down in green pastures. I um, I mean I'm, I'm thinking that a sheep hasn't got bills to pay. All he just wants is to eat and possibly drink, isn't it? Um, so the, the sheep wants to be in the middle of food that it needs, abundance, it leaves me beside the still waters after food, then you drink water.
1: <laughs> right, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I <give> it. <laughs> yeah. And then you're he, not saying that it restores my soul. So I I I understand if the, 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 the part that the, the David's physiological needs of food and water. Is sure will be met by his shepherd, and then eh, the other partner says, he leads, um, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake, he restores my soul. So then there's a spiritual angle to it before he now gets to the area to say, Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, so I'm thinking that David was just imagining that the shepherd that he's got is good enough to defend him when he can't defend himself. As you know, sheep don't defend themselves. They are not that bright and smart, right? So he thinks that he's got someone beside him. I think some shepherds
3: might my, uh, my disagree with you on there with sheep not being uh, that smart.
0: Tell me about
2: it. I will disagree with you as well. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. <laughs> are we talking about the, the natural sheep or yeah. some other figurative yeah. sheep?
2: You know, what, whatever God creates, okay, it's created in the best way ever. They have their own copy mechanisms. The fact that you see them the way they are does not mean they are not clever. They have their own ways of dealing with situations. Yeah. All right? So you cannot just generalize and say, they're not clever. They're not the, well, no, I will not agree with you on that. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Remember, Lord Rafsin is, <laughs> is a social worker, so you, 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 expe- you expect that angle from him. Anyway, the fact out there is that you don't want to be like a sheep because they are not, you know, what you want them to be anyway let's move on from that now all right so uh, i'm just not just thinking that if, if david was trying to say that even if he finds himself in that unpalatable unpleasant situation he will not be afraid right because he's sure of the extent of the power and the and i mean that his, his shepherd has that he's really going to be covered my question now to us is we are children of God, aren't we? We also believe, we also share the, the the sentiment that we have a great shepherd in God who is very powerful, right? I'm asking us now, mm-hmm. don't we think it's okay to look forward to finding ourselves in those unpalatable situations knowing that God will be with us anyway?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's okay to look forward to it because obviously no one wants to go through issues everyone wants like to just live life but i do think it's just for me anyway i would say it's an assurance to know that no matter how difficult things get i've got god on my side so yes i don't look forward to it but when those times do come which they come for everyone whether we like it or not it's just part of life when those times do come i know that god's on my side it's it always reminds me of i don't know if you've heard of this this footprint in the sand thing where I used to have this as a child, actually. I can't remember who gave it to me. And there was an image where there were, like, four steps. And then after a while, it changed into two. And the poem was basically saying that when it changed to two, God was carrying the person. And I grew up with that nation, knowing that even when I can't walk by myself, even when things are really difficult and my human brain can't comprehend like how to deal with the situation god is carrying me through it no matter how long or dark that tunnel is i know that god is there even sometimes like as christians when we pray or we're trying to deal with the situation and it just seems like god is not answering there's that assurance just knowing that god is there so that's the way i would see it but i wouldn't say i look forward to it (laughs) no definitely not
0: Isaac, you don't think that if you look forward to finding yourself there, then you can tell the whole world how powerful your shepherd is.
3: I I don't think it's a case of you looking for a situation to brag because that feels like you're testing God to say, I'll jump in front of the road, I'll put myself in the valley of a shadow of death, even though I haven't been led there because Dino said he leads me. So you've just You mean David? Sorry, David, sorry. David. Sorry. David um was led so if you just plop yourself there your shepherd might be elsewhere so i don't think it's a case where you're trying to push the situation now from the aspect of someone who knows a challenge would come and they are saying when it comes i'll be ready i think that's different as opposed to saying i am looking forward to this challenge i mean we all have things going against us and for us in our lives that you have enough going for you to start looking for a challenge for an opportunity to brag that my shepherd is mighty because at the end of the day if that challenge comes how ready are you for that challenge even though your your god is always
0: mighty Hmm. you know because i'm just trying to link what lord rafson said earlier is mentioned Christian, oh, I think it was you. As mentioned, the, the war, the war angle uh, that where where that um, David was a soldier. Yeah, that, that was even you actually. And I've told my, I've said in my mind that okay, so Christians of today, we are meant to be soldiers for Christ. Soldiers, even Boy Scouts, and them used to say, "Be ready." All right. So soldiers are be ready because war would always come. And strictly st- st- speaking, now. As a child of God, as, as Christians, we are we are never far from battles. Now, if if, 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 you, if you agree with me, the Bible says that your adversary, the devil, is walking about uh, roaring like a lion, looking for whom to devour. It's always so. It's either a child of God is just living one battle or fighting one currently, or preparing to get to the next one. So there are always going to be battles, always going to be challenges, going to be prayer points. Do you get me? And that's why I'm thinking that, yeah, I'm. I don't think you'd be right to put yourself in harm's way in just trying to to display how powerful your shepherd is. I'm just thinking that there's a part of the scripture that says that if if war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident? This is the same David saying it. Even though a host should encamp against me, in this will I be confident? That, that's why I'm I asking <laughs> to say that maybe we should be happy to. I think that
1: the two sides. There's a difference between being ready for something and looking forward to something. Looking forward to it is you're excited. Like there's it. There's a positive thing to looking forward to something. It's like I'm looking forward to my next holiday. Like there's there's an excitement in me. Like oh, I, I get to travel again or do something. But being ready is a whole different case. Being ready, I think, is just knowing that this time would come, and always be ready. Like the time would come at some point. It's the same way, you know, we always say, like, be ready because Jesus might come any time. You have to be ready. But is it, like, there's just... I think
3: anyone who is looking forward to that is a masochist. Which, because that's what it is. Someone who's looking forward to something tedious, something, you know, something difficult. Now, there are people who love challenges in their life, which is all well and good. But... I don't think like Yemi said, I don't think it's a case of looking forward to it and be happy, like, oh yeah, get in, we're in trouble now. I don't think that's the situation. I think it's trouble will come at some point. I will not falter. I would look to my God and I'll go through it. You might you might cry at night and go, This is difficult, I don't want to and in the morning you go, Okay, let's keep going. But I think there's a difference to go in Oh, that's a war. Let's get in. You know, I I think that's a bit
0: different. I don't think anyone in um uh, in my opinion of sound mind <laughs> will look forward to uh, to such situations. I'm happy, I'm happy. we're having this this conversation. And then let me let let me disagree with you, Isaac, and paint you the picture of the life of a missionary in the field in some sub-Saharan Africa, for instance. Why Africa? Well, that's where I've grown up, and that's the idea I have. And I know that missionaries, people who, who take gospel to the villages, to the nooks and crannies, get to do a lot of, you start from deliverances of some very stubborn demons. Yes, yes, <laughs> on one's hand. And so there are always issues. You want to do a crusade, and suddenly the territorial powers are against you. They just call rain, disrupt your... Your 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 gatherings, for instance, you're fighting against principalities and powers, right? So I'm just imagining that if God calls you now to say, Lord Raphson, Yemi, Isaac, I'm sending you to say India, for instance, to go preach the gospel. Of course, everywhere you go to on this globe, there will be the powers of darkness of that area that you have to fight with. So if you are already a missionary leaving your comfort zone, traveling somewhere else to spread the gospel, you are already a soldier. You can't wish you can't you, you can only wish that battle won't come. You are you should you are going to be telling yourself that I'm actually in this. But as a missionary, the feel that is born in the heart of the guy is that God is with me. I, think, I know I will not be overcome. I think the the, the feel
3: is the outcome. The That's victory gonna at the say. End. it's not the problem is when I go there Lives will be saved. That's what pushes them through it. Yeah. It's the same reason why you're going through any valley. There is a light at the end of that tunnel. I'll, something good will come from it. Now, if you're being told that literally nothing good would come from missionary work. You are going there. God has said, well, because God has sent you, there's something good in, it, in obedience. But if for some reason you are being told beforehand, no lives will be saved. Nothing good is going to happen from it. You are going to suffer. And then you come back, you wouldn't complete that tunnel, you would come back and start again at a later date. I don't know, I don't think any mission will go, yeah, let's go for that. They'll go, you know what, that's the wrong path. Let's start again. It's the idea of the victory at the end. Mm -hmm. When all these principalities attack, it's knowing that they're attacking because something good is about to come. So they get excited that, hmm, maybe even something bigger than I expected is about to happen. So they push through it. It's the victory at the end of the tunnel that they're excited for, in my opinion. As opposed to the problems they are walking into.
0: Hmm. Nice take. You are going to support that. That's
1: exactly what I was going to say. That it's more about the lives being saved rather than the problem itself. Hmm.
0: All right. So makes sense. I agree. I agree with you completely. Right. Um. Just, just that I'm thinking. So the two can go together. They can coexist. I mean, it makes sense to say that uh, I'm going into battle knowing that I will save lives, but. I could have just sat back in my house and be drinking tea and be evangelizing through Instagram and, um, you know. A <laughs> podcast? <laughs> A podcast, <laughs> <laughs> like this one. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah, nice take, nice take. Um, all right. Yeah, so, Lord Raphsing, do you mind discussing with us examples of Valley of the Shadow experiences you probably have had in time past?
2: Um... I'm quite certain that most people, if not everyone, if not everyone, um, has passed through or even is still passing through um, the valley of shadow of death. It's just basically, you know, when we say we are at our lowest, um, at our lowest, you know, we the deepest, darkest, you know, most uncomfortable, and it's a period that we see, like, we... We don't seem to see like the light at the end of the tunnel you know that we feel like there is no hope like when we feel in our own body that there is no hope there is no body to help and a very typical example would be uh, you know maybe perhaps you have a maybe like a condition or a health situation where you feel like all hope is lost you know these are these moments that we say that we uh, passing through the valley of shadow of death you know um, what really happens is that we get to this place and we somehow sometimes lose ourselves like we lose the sense of who we are and how we can actually we just feel helpless And uh, no, you know you must have felt that way I have in many ways um, you know you just feel so helpless And like there is no help from anywhere else and then you you see have that you know you see have that belief that at some point something could turn around but what could make it so worse is because it's that you don't even see any hope you don't see that it can anything can turn around for you and that's why you see some people at the end of the day they do the um inevitable like you know the abominable that they should have like people Going down and trying—I mean, committing suicide, committing suicide, uh, or you know, just losing it. And some maybe they get to to the point whereby they cannot return and looking for a way to get out of that situation, trying everything they have, their own, relying on themselves, their power, their strength, to just make sure they get out of the situation and forgetting the fact that God is always with us in those dark moments. You know, when when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I'm going to go back to this again. That's fine. So let's look at the particular portion of the Bible that says that the Lord is my shepherd. If you look at it from verse 1, it talks about, um, you know, David acknowledging God as his shepherd. So we need to actually acknowledge God, that he is our God. He provides everything for us. Everything about us is about him. Then David talks about what God has done, for God, what God, you know, for him in terms of living part of righteousness so the part of righteousness is our surrendering everything unto him take accepting him as our lord and personal savior until that point then when we pass through the valley of shadow of death and that is where we cannot fear no evil because we have God in us right so that is very very important It's very crucial so when we have God on our side we know that we cannot fear no evil even though we pass through those periods you know, in our life, we we will not fear the those those spirit. We know that God is with us. I will stop there for now.
0: That. Mm. That's quite a long, a long one, a long one. Uh, I, was, I was hoping to hear some very, 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 lot of examples. Uh, where you've spoken on parables as a poet, <laughs> that you are again. Uh, so we'll, we'll make we we'll make do with that. We'll make do with that. And I, I don't. Know, does anyone want to want to have a go at uh, this? Experience of value of shadow of death. If no one is um, willing, um, alright, we can we can move on. Um, I've I've got I've got one last question before we round off this episode. Anyway, I'm just thinking uh, whether is, is it okay to just to just be at peace in that in that valley while the valley lasts, knowing that God God is with us you know God is with that person not me right at this time now are you going to say something
2: oh I was just trying to I just as you were speaking I remember the particular song that said be still and know that I am your God something like that sorry I don't know the little but be still and know that I am God does that make sense so when you say you are in that valley you are still you know that God will come through for you
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So I think in, in summary today, we've, we've managed to talk, to touch a bit about uh, what it means to walk in the valley of shadow death. We, we kind of agree that it's about one of the most unpleasant, unpalatable experiences anyone can wish for. And whilst I've tried to push to my panelists uh, that being that we are soldiers for Christ, we should be happy at the, at the, at the at the sound of the value of shadow of death, knowing that we are equipped, uh, we are we have God, our biggest shepherd on our corner. I think um, Isaac has found a way to wriggle free, and then to to let me realize that it's not something to look forward to. However, if it if it turns up, then as soldiers we have to stand up to it. I think that's that's where we we are leaving that one now. But trust me, I'm gonna come back later with another twist to that. Uh, because we should always, always be prepared. Um, And um, just now, we've just mentioned uh, whether we should be at peace, peace in that valley. I just think that having God, having God ordinarily with you should tell you that you are not alone. Somebody has said that one with God is a majority, not a minority, anyway. All right, so we'll leave it at that for today's episode. It's been wonderful talking to... Lord Rafsin, Ife Daya uh, the one that can write poems only when it's convenient. It's been wonderful talking to the accountant who loves mental mathematics. Uh, we haven't tested that skill yet. Uh, I, I I'll tell you that's coming up, maybe at a later date. And to a wonderful IT professional who is a symmetric triplet. Great talking to you all on this valley of the shadow of death. Um, topic a topic that no one wants to experience if i'm right yes yes oh i'm shocked to
3: hear yeah. that
0: <laughs> you don't want to experience the valley of we'd death rather not rather but, not.
1: Rather but not it would happen it. it's not, it not about
3: happen. what we want it would happen but
0: we'd rather not for the fact that it brings forth the glory of god i'm thinking we should be happy there are a
1: lot of yeah. things that can bring forth the glory oh, of god oh tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right what we'll have people great to to hear from you we look forward to hear from you for your comments um i will thank you for listening to us we'll catch you up on the next episode of the rejoicing family podcast thank you very much god bless you this is olubengal your host signing out bye-bye thank you so much for listening to today's episode we appreciate you joining us today we hope you have learned something and have been blessed Don't forget to visit us if you are in the Birmingham area in the UK at 5 Marching Road, Eddington, B236DR. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and on YouTube. Search Foursquare Gospel Church Birmingham on your search engine and you will find us. If you are not around us, please find a Bible-believing church and connect with God. Remember, we would love to hear from you. Send us a DM on our Instagram page at trf.podcast. Have a wonderful rest of the week. God bless you.